Hey, 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 welcome back to Spinning the GNT. You're here with Polo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Polo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's next trick. Ah! <laughs> Why do I keep saying Canada's next model? It just seems to roll off the tongue. Okay. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's, Canada's Next Drag Superstar Competition <laughs> of the Year. <laughs> I got, what is it? Canada's Next, Canada's Drag, Canada's Drag Race. Canada's Drag Race. Okay, again, <laughs> try again. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's, Canada's Drag Race. Race. Superstar, are you ready? More than ready. Let's get into it. <laughs> now we've given into peer pressure, fan mm. pressure, actually. Yes. Um, people who keep telling us that they want us to review Canada's next drag superstar competition of the year. There has been a public outcry that we've not yet <laughs> yeah. uh, managed to cover Canada's Drag Race, and we're here to give the fans what they want. Do you know what? It's people don't know how to feel about Canada's next drag superstar competition the until they award. hear our opinions. Um, absolutely. You know? Um, and I'm excited. Like, I'm, Are you? I am. Like, it took a, first of all, it took a lot of convincing to get no, Tom I, on. It took a lot of convincing to get Dr. Tom on board with I this. I don't know what you're talking about. That was Canadian. Really? Is that how they talk? A boot. A boot? You'll hear, you'll hear them. They go, a boot. All up. Okay, let's talk about... Okay, we are going to start covering Canada's Next Drag Superstar. I you know what? I don't get it. Canada's Next Top... Well, sorry. Canada's <laughs> Drag Race. Is that what it's called? Can we call it something else? Because I just... I I just we're going to end up calling it Canada's Next Top Model. That's what you're going to keep calling it. Yeah, look, for all for all, pur- you know, for, for all purposes, we're going to call it Canada's Next Top Model because I just can't... Canada's Drag Race. You know what? Maybe after a few episodes, you know, I'll end up calling it, it Canada's Drag Race. It doesn't because when it was in the UK, it was drag race uk but this this should be drag race canada if we call it drag race canada would that suit you do you think drag race canada yeah mm-hmm. we call it drag race canada mm-hmm. okay okay so we are gonna um we are gonna give our opinion on it we have i have not seen anything i have not seen anything i haven't seen any spoilers i, I mean i've seen a few memes but like it makes mm. no sense to me because i don't watch it I've i haven't s- even seen meet the queens tom has meet the queens but it was some weeks ago now so i think when we we've not watched the first episode at all so we're going to watch the girls come into the the workroom in a moment and i'm hoping that things come back to me um, Maybe one of the reasons I call it Canada's Next Top Model is because one of the judges on there, uh, what's her name? We'll find out her name very soon. Winnie, but one, uh, what? Winnie Harlow. Winnie Harlow. No, Winnie Harlow wasn't. That's she's a, she's a model. This lady's a model, isn't she? But that's not her name. That's not Winnie Harlow. I'm getting mixed up. What's is her it? name? I don't think it's Winnie. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Um, she was a, one of the judges in the later series of America's Next Top Model. Uh-huh. So every time I see her, I think that it's, uh, it's um, America's Next Top Model or Canada's Next Top Model. So, you know, when we align Canada and we put that next to um, her... So Stacey McKenzie. Stacey McKenzie, that's her name. Yeah. So Stacey McKenzie was a judge on America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Was she a good judge? No. <laughs> There's a lot of um, a lot of things that she like. She's too cash. I know that. I know that she's a very, very well known high fashion model. I know that. I've seen her in many, many um, editorials, many runways. She's got. I mean, she was. Um, she had a look that was very, very now mm. of the now and that time. Gorgeous woman. 
She's she's got yeah very high fashion, very look. distinctive. Yeah, very mm-hmm. high fashion. Um, not at all commercial, but um, that wasn't her forte. She was known for being yes. um that high fashion alien that people mm. just really really loved. Um, but she was just too casual. She was not good TV. I can tell you that much. Mm. Um, and there's um there's an amazing moment that you you you'll easily find it on YouTube where one of the contestants just give her just straight up gives her no respect. <laughs> it's just like uh, she's trying. She's like I'm trying to teach you how to walk, and the girl's just like okay, well don't talk to me like that. There's, it's like they're giving her attitude. Didn't she? Because she up? doesn't she doesn't command. She does not command. Um. The room. She doesn't. I mean, her looks does, but when when she opens her mouth, in all honesty, she just isn't someone that should be speaking. She is a classic to be looked at, but not to be spoken. And I'm not saying that because she's so gorgeous that nothing that she says has substance. It's the fact that nothing she said had substance okay. on the show, and that a lot of the a lot of the contestants just did not have any respect for her. Um, she came off quite flase da <laughs> and very, very just like um, a girl that just talked. But there was nothing about it. like it wasn't like when you're talking to Jay Manuel. Okay, it's not like you're talking to like RuPaul. She didn't have that presence. Well, it remains to be seen how she's going to fare on this show. She didn't have that presence as a presenter. Yeah. She didn't have that presence as a judge. But she had that presence as a model. But- now I'm I'm wondering how she's going to fare on the show when she. She's not a drag, right? She's not a drag um, queen. Well, she, you know, let's be honest. She can easily look like a drag queen, but um, but she is um, she is a high fashion model, and I don't know how this is going to translate into drag, or, or or how the queens will go with that. So she's judging alongside um, the gorgeous Jeffrey Boyard Chapman, who, let's be honest, who has really camped it up ever <laughs> since the first time we have seen him. Can, can we be real here? Well, first time we saw him. Was on the um, All Stars three, and that's where I get one of my favorite quotes from the Bitchula, mm-hmm. where he was quite like you know, um, quite like a a, a cute fratty type, not not mm. frat, but like you know, no. very very what they call commercially mess, not masculine. Oh, what's that word? What he, is it? Well, you're not masculine, he's, but he's, you're not him. He's very conventionally handsome. Yeah, and you know, he was he was, I guess. Not not being traditionally flamboyant or whatever you want to call it. He just went from like, hey there, to hey there, there was, in a few seasons <laughs> when he I, returned. I guess he was embracing that side of his character more when we last saw him on um, the uh, Snatch Game of Love, didn't we? Yes. And they're, they're playing up that kind of him and RuPaul shtick. Yep. I always thought he judged fairly and he seemed to have... He was really good at the improvisation in um, Bitchler. Isn't he an actor? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see what he brings. And okay. the, the RuPaul of this situation is Brooklyn Heights. Yes. Runner up of season 11. Um, well, how, but, now, look, I'm top, going into this fully fresh. I have not seen an episode. I have not heard anything about it. But um, Brooklyn, I don't think she's known for talking. I don't think she's known as being a presenter presence either. I think she's known just for being a great dancer and a very polished drag queen. It's really, really but interesting. But I do fear for her when she doing. opens her mouth. She's the first girl from Drag Race who's been given a platform like this, where you're essentially being RuPaul in another territory, you know? 
What, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Brooklyn I, I think, representing and and holding that uh, host position? Do you think she can hold it? Do you think she is strong enough for that? I think it remains to be seen. I think Brooklyn was very polished. She was generally quite careful about what she said. I think Brooklyn came across as quite a calculating queen in her season. Calculating Certainly. slash fake. Wow, that's just going even further. Oh, I mean, come on. Hold up. Back it up. Back it up. Let's not pretend that she really loved Miss Vanjie. Can I, we? Can I give you my honest opinion? She was a clout chaser. I mean, Let's be real. She clout, she's a clout chaser. She knew Miss Vanjie already had a fan base. She knew Miss Vanjie went viral. And she knew that her best way of winning across more likes, more fans, more followers mm-hmm. was to align herself with Vanjie. Like the second it was over, the second she got what she needed from Vanjie, it was, it was done. It was dusted. And in the reunion, you could see that Vanjie was very very hurt Vanjie yeah, was yeah, like yeah. Vanjie obviously was invested whereas Brooke was like well, you served your purpose hun and was really really trying to like say oh it was a mutual ending mutual parting and also there was that moment where um a bit of her nasty side came out when who was the Scarlet. um Scarlet when Scarlet Fever was like Scarlet you didn't fever. like like let's be on you're very <laughs> That's rude another drag queen Scarlet Fever it was Scarlet and me oh well, <laughs> you know same death <laughs> we, um, there was that part where she was like I didn't like you I just didn't like you no but she actually part, used the word hate hey mm. for what reason for for why she said it at a Roscoe's um viewing party didn't she and I think Scarlet felt quite hurt by the, the use of the word hate and Brooke made out she was speaking for everybody as well um, so we've actually just torn a strip out of all three judges haven't we and thought about yeah. how much we dislike them yeah let's, so again why are we reviewing Canada's next drag superstar let's not go any f- well what I want to talk about is um what are our favourite things from Canada? <laughs> I was thinking about how to phrase it. Like, what are our favourite things from Canada? Because so many amazing, wonderful... Justin co- Bieber! Justin Bieber. Um, I thought... <laughs> I thought he said dressed in Bieber cunt. You're <laughs> always going... Okay, look, what do you know about Justin... Oh, sorry, not Justin... What do you know about Canada? I know... Um, I know Canada has some very good-looking people. It's it's a, also a beautiful country with a lot of gorgeous countryside. I believe the um, a lot of Americans regard them as their kind of um, their cousins to the north, who are a bit more liberal in their sensibilities and have slightly more well-developed sort of healthcare system and that kind of thing. Um, so it's seen as a little bit utopian, I think, by some Americans. I know. Um, I'll tell you what I what I know and what I love. What, what do we love about Canada? Um, two of my favorite crossfitters of course. Are from um, are from Canada, and that's Patrick Valner mm-hmm. and Brent Fikowski. Yes. Now, they they both have very, very good sense of humor, I mm-hmm. think. Like, Valner's got a very, very... How do you describe his humor? He seems like a bit sort of dry. A bit dry, like, and can be quite kooky and sarcastic, yeah. but very smart. Yeah. And they both have that, and they're both very, very fit. They're fantastic. Um, amazing. And I really, really look up to them, and they're both Canadian. I um, know that... Um, some of my favorite musicians come from Canada. I've always been a big fan of Peaches. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have heard of Peaches. Um, amazing, trashy... Um, Electro Clash Vixen, who um, probably most famous for her song, You're Gonna Have to Bleep This, Fuck the Pain Away, um, which is just an amazing, filthy electro pop song. But she's she's done many more amazing songs than that. Also, Alanis Morissette's Canadian. I love, I've loved Alanis Morissette since I was a teenager. Jagged Little. It's like, yeah, on your wedding day. day. Na, na, na. <laughs> 
I mean, hey, Jagged Little Pill is just a, a perfect album, if you ask me. Um, Jay Manuel, who is an amazing creative director, amazing makeup artist, and you'll know him from America's Next Top Model mm-hmm. and the host of Canada's Next Top Model. Yeah. And also, he's currently doing Jay's Chat. Jay's mm-hmm. Chat, which is like the untucked version for every season of America's Next Top Model that he was the creator director for. And yeah. he is spilling some tea. He is. And the thing the good thing about Jay Manuel is that going through America's Next Top Model, Tyra today is very problematic in a lot of the <laughs> things that she said yeah. and a lot of the things that she did. And I think it's, it just shows the maturity and how smart Jay Manuel is and the fact that Jay Manuel never aligned himself with the views and the values of Tyra or yeah. the program. He was always very, very careful. And so like when you look at it today, you can easily pick out a lot of the things that Tara says and does that is very very like you cannot get away with it today whereas Jay Manuel didn't say any of those things he was very mm-hmm. very it's I don't want to say neutral. careful because I don't want to say careful because he wasn't careful he, he was just very very minded he was yeah. very very well minded in the fact that he knew right from wrong and he, he didn't support a lot of the things that was done that he didn't agree with so Jay Manuel was another Canadian that I know also let's talk about Justin Trudeau I mean come oh, yeah. on the- come on one of the hottest national leaders. Um, even, even even out of being a national leader, he's a very attractive man. I mean, two two of the hot Ryans are Canadian, Gosling and Reynolds. Are they? Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds dated Lannis Morrison. Wait, wait, isn't Rachel McAdams also Canadian? I love Rachel oh, McAdams. And what about Schitt's Creek? One of oh, our uh, Rose. Oh, come on. One of our favorite programs, well, Schitt's Ka- Creek. Catherine O'Hara is Canadian, isn't she? Is she? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm just. No, I'm the more and more we're she, talking about who's from Canada, the more and more I'm loving it. She and Eugene Levy, I think, came to prominence on a Canadian like improv sketch show. Oh, who's this? Poutine. <laughs> That's. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn doing a very poor That's Celine your Dion. host for Canada's Nick's Drag Superstar. Celine Dion has not been impersonated well on Drag Race. Remember Milk? The Milk? Oh, God. But, but, but do you know, remember, yeah. a friend of a friend's cousin twice removed <laughs> um, came and told her that she did the best the impression. Best Celine. Yeah, it was a make. You know what? Was it a makeup artist who gave that a view? Like, come on, girl, please. It's like a plumber telling you... Milk was in seven of those nine numbers. She should have won. <laughs> I'll have you know. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like a plumber telling a pilot, you know, he's a really, really great. Anything, like you don't give that advice. Like why would you accept that advice from someone who is a makeup artist? It's, it's an impersonation. It's remember, acting. It's, remember it's, Trixie? That's a lot of emotion for Shafe. For Shafe. For Shafe. For Shafe. Shafe. That's for for Shafe. Is she a Canadian? <laughs> Hmm? She from- no, shares from California. I anyway, think. look, we spent about what 10 15 minutes talking about we know about Canada. Let's, let's just like, let's admit we don't know that much, it, but no, we, we I, well, that. yeah, we, we know a lot of like famous people. But look, the more and more we get into it, hopefully, the more and more we'll learn. I'm very, very excited that we're going to be looking into Canada's yeah. next joke superstar. I actually really want to start getting into it. Thank you to everyone who has helped persuade us. And by that, I mean persuading Tom to finally give up his time and um, help me review this. And and big shout out to go to everyone. Was it Charlie was the first? There was a people from a few podcasts, Vanity Vanity Talk podcast, Mm -hmm. Um, Frankie at Nine, Frankie at Nine. Who else? There was there's a few of you who have asked us to review this. You know what? Thank you very much for their feedback. And um, we're actually going to get into it right now. Are you ready? More than ready. Let's give it a go. 
Okay, Dr. Tom, I got a game I want to play with you, and it's called First Impressions. Now, listen carefully, because you need to know how to play this game. It's okay. quite difficult, Tom. It's it very, very hard. Yes. You have to give me your first impression of the Queens. You hear me? Yes. Let's get into it, Canada. So, we are starting off with Miss Priyanka. Yeah. Miss Priyanka, walking in. Um, What are your thoughts? Tell me. She seems fun, energetic. Um, kids TV host. Yeah. To go from to, to go from hosting um, kids to uh, hosting drunk people, drunk queens as well. Uh, aren't they quite and, a similar demographic, really? Are they? Yeah. Both unru- lively. Unruly. Both no filter. Yeah. Both crazy. She comes in with that big question mark, looking like the Riddler's adversary yeah <laughs> a bit um, clueless what does that even mean why why are you wearing a question mark what are you do you not know who you are are you confused on your drag i mean can, i just want to say that i think priyanka as a boy is pretty cute yeah he is yeah yeah yeah. he's, he's a pretty cute is he indian well Priyanka's quite an indian Priyan- name Priyanka's an indian name i like it what do you think? I think she's. I, I think her skills as a children's TV host me- means that she's going to bring like good energy, fun, funny. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting from her. Um, I, I really don't know what to expect. She looks pretty cool, is what yeah. I think. I thought cute boy, really, really well fitted costume, and I he very, very likable. Yeah, someone that I can easily like. He looks like someone that's going to be a good time. Good time yeah. people. Next up, we've got Alona Valley. Alona. <laughs> <laughs> what Alona? Ilona Vi- Is it like, Verla. oh my gosh, she's such a loner. Get Ilona it? <laughs> now, you know what? I hope that we're not going to be repeating a lot of the things that's already been said out there. I know. So we have to kind of think like outside of the box. What did you think? I thought she looked like a poodle <laughs> slash a bull. She reminded me a lot of. Do you remember a poodle? Do you remember um, <laughs> Valencia exclamation mark on season three of? Um, Dracula. Yep. Uh, she was on it briefly. That's who she, she's given me that sort of vibe. Now, she comes in there right off the bat saying that she's a bitch and that's how she's defining herself. And then she's kind of dressed up as a bitch because that, that's a poodle. There's a dog <laughs> with a big nose ring. With a, with a, I, I don't, yeah. Priyanka didn't seem very impressed by her. She she managed to kind of annoy her within the first few minutes. Well, I don't think, I think that one thing you have to understand, first of all, Priyanka as a kid's entertainer. So he's very, very flamboyant and everything's going to be exaggerated. Do you know when you watch a kid's TV show and they show everything Every single emotion confused, huh? There's <laughs> there's not one time where they're off. When you're a kids TV presenter, everything has to be amplified and everything has to always be on. I did. You have to match the energy of the children, and sometimes you have to go a bit above that. You have, that's what you have to do. I don't. Know, I felt like there was some genuine emotion in there. I don't know. Tom. I think we'll um, we'll see how Ilona pans out, but I think she's um, actually aiming. To be the bitch of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll tell you what I don't like. And I'll tell you what, I, what I've experienced. That people that try to be a bitch are just too forced. Yeah. Like, the people that are a bitch are just... They're just the bitch. It's I am... A- you know, I'm just like Roxy Andrews. What's your character? Uh, a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> like, Bianca is a bitch, but she's not like... She doesn't try to brand herself as that. Like, she just is. It's a bit of a lazy, she just two-dimensional is. stereotype. It really is. Like, just... Just be who you are. Now, next up, we got Miss Kiara walking into the room. Nails first. She was. Uh, what do you think? Um, she was our first French speaker to come in from yeah. Montreal. So um, it kind of reminded me that um, people in Canada, depending which region they're from, might speak English or French. Um, yeah, uh, she's pretty. Um, I think she said she's a dancer, didn't she? 
What's, what's Arja's drag daughter that was in season 12? Uh, Dahlia Sin. I'm getting very Dahlia Sin vibes from Kiara mm-hmm. in the sense that a girl that's just pretty, but also I don't think she's going to bring anything quite that has substance in it. I think she's. I think she too is someone who is a bit forced, she, someone that's very, very, you know, fake. Not not fake in the sense I think she doesn't yet realise who she is. Like there's just something about the way that she talks mm. that's just a bit full of herself, which is very, very much Dahlia Sin. Yeah. Um, just talks about how amazing that she is as a queen, but doesn't say what she actually brings. Yeah. You know, when someone just says, I'm amazing, I'm so hot, I'm so get, get, why are you amazing? What, what makes you that way? They don't know why, they just are. Yeah, and I think that's. I, th- I think I, I. I think she's gonna be a bit an early out. That's she, just my opinion. Let's see if she makes an impression later, but she didn't make much of an impression on first entry. No, I mean quite quite good looking, mm. uh, quite good drag. Um, next up, we got Miss Juicebox. So Miss Juicebox gave me, you know, sort of Britney Spears attempting a Victoria's Secrets. A runway with a sort of PC hair, but it was like it was Britney, you know, the years when she was a little bit off the rails. The the makeup, I think, is great for stage, but you're going to have to adjust it a little bit for HD TV. Yes. Um, well, you said something earlier where you said um, a lot of these queens have never been on HD TV. Yes. And wasn't that the real villain of season nine? It really was. <laughs> so, like, I think she's giving me fun vibes. I'm, I'm not sure how self aware she's going to be. There was this whole thing about her catching her jewelry on her. Yeah. I saw the tights. And they were real. And they were attached to her That's bracelet. S- <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like,. She seems like she might be a bit inadvertently goofy when she's trying to be sexy, which is endearing. Yes, actually, yes it's like, I yeah. think she's trying to be sexy, but that, I, that's very much what, I, I think I, like she's like, uh, she's, she's like halfway there. I don't think that she's very, very sure on herself that she is sexy, but is that mm. her drag? Is that her humor? If she's a bit sort of accidentally goofy, then she'll turn out to be endearing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was quite a funny entrance, wasn't it? Juicebox uh, is a is a funny sounding name as well. I I get the feeling she's gonna she's gonna do something appealing. Yeah, well, when you think about Juicebox, I don't know if you had it here in the states, but Juicebox is like there's little cartons of juice. Yeah, you had them here. Well, we call them cartons. Actually, yeah. Okay, we call them juice box, um, yeah. and I'm, and I think that's because everyone in the states calls it a juice box. Yeah. But it's a juice box is something that's like, very, very much associated with youth. Juice box is something very much associated with like um, something that a kids drink, like Buster in Arrested Development. Exactly, he's, he's not I would juice see Buster. He goes, well, he goes quite here, <laughs> hype on there. But juice juice box is like even Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Mm. That's something that you typically see someone who's young. Or someone who acts like a kid. So I wonder if that says something about the kind of drag that he is going to bring. Coming in next, we have... Mayhem Miller. Uh, Kennedy Davin- She's definitely a Davenport. And with- Bibi Zahara. She's giving me... Um, so her name is um, Anastasia Anakwe. And she's a very... Anastasia Anakwe. She's a pageant queen who's incredibly <laughs> accomplished. She's the reigning... Uh, <laughs> I think you're really veering into dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quote from America's Next Top Model. First of all, I am not being any type of way, okay? <laughs> so you better back it up. So I'm trying to paint my narrative. Now, Miss um, Anastasia Anakwe is uh, Miss 
Black Continental, um, Miss Africa, Miss Gay Toronto, Miss Caribbean, um, mm -hmm. Apprentice winner, American Idol, MasterChef, Survivor, you <laughs> name it. She's got every single title. <laughs> Big Brother Canada. She's got <laughs> she's got every title in the world. She's giving me a, a member of the Davenport family who has borrowed Madonna's outfit from the uh, music video um, with a kind of cowboy. This is very. Can you agree? This this is very much the country look that Mayhem Miller went home in. Oh, it was a bit different to that. She was wearing like like a little girl pageant outfit. That wasn't it. Don't you think that's very? I'd say it's similar. <laughs> I didn't say she didn't just call up and borrow the damn outfit. <laughs> but yeah, she's very legal, she, very legal. Call me mother if you don't know my name. She's coming in there with a reputation to uphold, isn't she? So I think she's going to be a fierce competitor. Yes. And next up, we have Miss Lemon. Now I love this look. On lemon. Miss Lemon Vodka. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she borrowed that coat from Rihanna at the Met Gala. I felt like she was running late, um, fell into her curtains and decided <laughs> to wear it to the entrance. Oh, she's wearing them well. Um, I think she talks about how she works in New York and it's the same trope as on Drag Queen. Every New York queen, she's like, I'm the hardest working bitch out yeah. there. I work in New York. I can make it anywhere. What's my name? New York. Yes. And then they say their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me about yourself. Well, I'm from New York. What's your favorite color? Well, as a New Yorker, my favorite color is... <laughs> she might be friends with Brita so Besties, actually. <laughs> um, I'm from New York, but not in a me kind of way. But, you know, that's just yeah. very reminiscent of <laughs> yeah. everyone who was from New York. Yeah. Let's you know... Yeah. Yeah. They're from New York. So she's from New York. Uh, and she she's a dancer. She's a, another contest winner. She comes across as incredibly confident. Um, and those are her real legs. Yes. Um, I don't like the look. I'm not going to lie. I think that, that that wig looks cheap. I think that costume looks cheap as hell. I, um, I'm not impressed. Nah, I like the coat. I see what you mean about the, the wig. It's a bit pee-pee yellow. Yeah, it's. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all flattered by the look. No, you're not flattered by it. No, not at all. Now, next up, we have an interesting girl. We've got Scarlet Bobo, and she doesn't have that much to say for herself. But the other girls say it all. Really, she describes herself as a circus freak, and the other girls go wild for her. She comes in looking like a kind of acid trip punk rocker, um, and the, the other girls are just like, "Yeah, she's she's um, weird. She's talented. She's a." She's a hot name in mm. Toronto right now. I mean, if Harley Quinn and the Joker actually had a child, yeah. I think it would look like Scarlet Bobo's entrance look. I think she'd love that description. I, th I think reckon? she'd be flattered by it, yeah. I think she might be related to Detox with that oh, nose. I was thinking she'd give me somewhere between Chad Michaels and Detox because yeah. the face is very She's a filler girl. She, I mean, she, she, she loves, let's be honest. She she's a filler queen. She loves her injectables. Yeah, you can tell. You can definitely tell that she's one of those queens. Get oh, it. She, she, Get it. She, she looks like a... a a hoot and a half. She knows her way around a needle. Now, next up, we have Kine, who, let's be honest, I thought was Aiden Zane. I thought it was Manila Luzon. Uh, <laughs> she is uh, Are we saying between. that they don't have their own identity yet? That they're trying to find wow. it for another queen? Or are we just being very, very mean and just not giving her her, her due diligence? Which if, is if obviously I, she is a, a YouTuber with 100K followers. Yeah. And she actually... Nearly, nearly as many listeners as us. Yes. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> she's probably one of our listeners. And she's a wicked styler now she sings she acts she dance she yep. styles i mean she is really painting herself as an mm, all-rounder she really really is yeah so she may be one to watch i will say like i think i think as an entrance look when you're trying to make a statement something so you know monochrome manila lazon-esque is, is risky i think because you're being going to be compared to another queen instantly okay 
Um, but still, she seems cool. She mm. seems nice. And she seems to be an all-rounder. All right. Next up, we have Boa, which B- is the bitch, bitch on arrival. Now, She's wearing some kind of um, cow. Well, it's the thing about cows being abducted by aliens, isn't it? Like on Rent? Yeah, or in South Park. You know, Rent, um, there, um, there's... She sings this song about the cow and over the moon. Anyway, yeah, go on. It, it's, it's like a thing, isn't it? That cows get abducted by aliens. Oh, then, yes. Yeah. You're right, Tom. So you're so smart. <laughs> so she's got a UFO on her I head just saw that she had an alien earring. Yep. And oh. that's a UFO on Those her head. Those girls better move out of her way. <laughs> 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 you see what I did there, doctor? We've got a yeah. UFO, an unidentified fabulous object. <laughs> You're gonna say, and did I fatty? <laughs> no, I ain't that girl. Girl, you can't say that. Do you notice that one of her udders was pierced as well? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. So, again, she's another girl who generates a reaction from the other girls. They're all like, This girl is trouble. Um, she's messy, but she's funny. And she seems funny. She made you laugh. She did. Well, she, what did she say that made me? She, she's the only one I got a genuine she was laugh like, from. Split, death drop, somersaults. I do none of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? She looks like an all star queen in the sense that her um her lips are already plumped for the oh, gods. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she's got a look of a queen who's come back and had mm. money and um plumped it up for everyone. But no, she's uh she's just a few of these girls could could go on Dragula. I think they've got that kind of like um trashy punky aesthetic going on. The, uh, and then they're listening to the podcast and they're like, actually, I'm a glamour queen. How yeah. would you feel? How would you react to that? Actually, I'm, I'm pure glamour, pure um, drag excellence. Well, um, I reckon she's going to be a good time. I think she's going. I think, I think so. she's going to bring the drama. I she's, think she's going to have some fights. I think she's going to get really into it. And I don't know. Messy, funny, probably going to be good in comedy challenges, I think. I hope so. Well, she was mm. funny. Next up, we have Rita Beggar. So Rita comes in there seemingly with a bit of a reputation as a bit of an old school kind of legend she's hired the other girls over the years giving them their first jobs mm. coming in in this sort of um, acid green silver mugler confection do you know what she holds herself very very much the vena de campo way yeah in the sense that uh, you she's can tell she's been around yeah um you can tell yeah I, the minute i saw her walk in her presence the way she stands when she's talking to the girls i get very much the vena de campo green hair and a silver dress i don't <laughs> think <laughs> Why? Um, I think. Um, no, she looks. She looks great. Um, she's very regal. Um, I. I'm guessing that she's got a bag of tricks. Rita bag of tricks. She's a bag of chips. <laughs> Rita bagger. Mm, just Rita bagger. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what she brings to the table. Um. I think she's there to represent the old school girls. Yeah, and well, she's also there to represent. She's getting um, a scowl off that one, though, isn't she? She just yeah. She just looks quite like I own everything. I'm, be- you know what? She comes off quite like I'm better than you. Um, you work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, kind of oh, way. She was. She seems to be coming quite into confident. A, quite confident. I think she got the. Ilona was being. I think she perceived her as a little bit insolent. She was saying the only thing I know how to say in French is kind of like 
Uela Toilette or something, wasn't it? She's like, oh my God, like, that's not funny. Yeah. That's actually quite crude. Do you need to go? Well, then go. Yes, the, yes. Why would you say that? There's the door. Use it. <laughs> that's what she is. She's very, very much. She's not going to take shit from what I feel. Now, I love this next look. Now, Jimbo is giving me Minnie Mouse meets Klaus Nomi. Do you know what? I get very much kooky to the, to the point of... Almost Disasterina vibes. Oh, I love Disasterina. We, that's if one of my faves. If she's got, but one, do you see what I mean? But yeah. like, the whole like, if she's not as not as genuine, not as smart. Well, it's hard to tell because we haven't seen her beyond her walking through and walking around in a. If she has circle. an ounce of Disasterina's charm, talent, and charisma, then I'll be happy. Um, so. Looking fabulous. I love the look. Um, kind of like a kooky villainess from an old black and white cartoon. He's 37. Do you believe that? 37 when? Yeah, exactly. That, that's <laughs> not 30. He's not 37. I love all. the look, though. Um, and I love her kookiness. So she's our token arty queen, I think. Um, and last but not least, we have Tainomi Banks. It's funny, we've been watching so much America's Next Top Model lately, and then walks Tainomi Banks. Tainomi Banks is a. A cross between his words, um, Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks. Now, I'm sorry, all, but did you know Gianni Versace? <laughs> you are not on their level. <laughs> um, first, first of all, are you team Tyra Banks or are you team Naomi Campbell? <sighs> Naomi all the way. Same here. Like, there's <laughs> not, no competition. Not, not that I want to play into the old trope of pitting famous, powerful women against each other, but team Naomi. Um, there, like there's no competition. <laughs> Naomi is queen. Naomi yeah. is you know exactly who Naomi is. Yeah. She's not trying to impress people the way that Tyra. Tyra is just so such a puppet to commercialism, mm. such a puppet to producers, to mm. executives that she is whoever whoever's paying her the most money she will be. Period. Mm. That is Tyra Banks. That's how I feel. Whereas Naomi is just who she is she does what she wants she fights for what she fights and she is very much 100% realness she just does not need your approval thank no she much. doesn't no and that's the difference so I wouldn't call, I, I would just stick with Naomi so let's hope Tainomi owes more to Naomi than Tyra um, but she's another one who seems to be well regarded by the younger queens. Uh, Lemon said that her first job was dancing back up for her yes um, so she seems like somebody with a lot of star power and charisma um, could go far um, wearing this lovely sparkly bodysuit. Like, the look's not remarkable, but I'm, no. I'm, I'm hoping that her talents lie elsewhere. She's well, gorgeous in the face. I love her mug. Very, very um, personable she's, in the confessionals yeah. and the director cameras. And very, she's, very, she's very much and beautiful. Like, I'm yes. just not impressed with the outfit. But then you don't necessarily, you know, I don't know. Do you think, would you wear your best, one of your best outfits for your entrance look? Um, or would you wear a throwaway? In my All-Stars, if I'm coming for All-Stars, I would mm. wear a throwaway. But if I'm coming in for the first time in the world seeing me, mm -hmm. I would focus my first look on what represents me the best, mm -hmm. on what represents my brand yeah. the most. And I'm hoping that that's what these queens are. That's why when I see a pretty girl coming and they're just there to look hot, Yeah. I don't know what else they're bringing. Like mm -hmm. either you're coming in to look hot and you're going to be a fashionista like Violet Chachki, uh. 
But even but when Violet came in, she didn't just say I'm hot. She said I sew. I'm mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm I'm very very visual. She she didn't say I'm hot. She said she, I do fashion. I I sew. I I, say, I, I I create. I'm, I'm very very visual. I'm very visually appealing. Yes. So so that that's that's the difference between when I see Violet Chachki walking as someone who's hot and i see someone who's walking in hot just because they're hot i'm like so what do you stand for what is your brand and and that's mm. why that's what i'm seeing in the what was her name um was it kiara when kiara mm-hmm. walked in and just talked about hot 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 i'm like okay cool you're yeah, gonna be an earlier because i don't yeah what else are you i get what you mean about comparing her to dahlia there because that's all dahlia said she's like i'll steal your man yeah I was like, okay i won titles what titles did you win uh i saw that i'll start up venues what venues oh, i'm from mm. the city of sin where is that uh brooklyn what was it was it like she was just yeah. she just talked a lot of shit in her verse in that um in that first challenge that she did on season 12 and none of it was really had any subs nothing of it was actually real or was just talking herself up but there was nothing to talk up let's hope that she's more than just a brock ally then so um <laughs> we've um we've we've kind of got a lot to fit in haven't we we do so, we do look we do know what's coming up next is going to be a mini challenge yeah. maybe we can have a quick talk about that but i really do want to focus on the main challenge and what they bring to the runway but yeah. right now just from the queens that we've seen walk in right now, mm-hmm. who is your top two and who are your bottom two? And I want you to tell me very quickly. Oh, this is too hard. Like, because my favourites are the ones I don't think are going to go too far. I just think, say it. Just I, say it. I think the ones who... It's are, always going to change, you know. As we learn more about them and see actually what they do bring, it's going to change. I think but, two who are going to be real contenders, uh, or three, I'm going to say three who I think are going to be real contenders, Anastasia, Lemon and Kine. Okay, cool. I like Priyanka. Okay. I, I just, there's something about her boy self that's very, very like charismatic to mm-hmm. me. I also think that, hmm, is it, was it Rita Beggar? Yeah. The legendary. The legendary. She's, she's, she's coming with quite a, a, a regal and confident scent. And I hope that that translates into, that would translate into being excellent. I hope um, so. And not just full of herself, but yeah. like if you've been around that long, hopefully there, there is something that you can bring. And also something that you can teach as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many new queens out there that think that they know better, that they think that they don't need to understand or don't need to know the history or don't need to know what came before. Yeah. And I hope that she's going to do exactly what Davina did. She came there, she showed that she... she stood the test of time and her drag for a reason that mm-hmm. she's done a lot but she also educated definitely and that's what made Davina so amazing so um, excellent and her yeah. time was because that's what she brought and she actually like was teaching I hope that's the kind of the same thing that we see from her the other person who I think who I want to see far is maybe like a <laughs> cross between Tainomi Banks because I just really yeah, really I, like I really like Tainomi mm-hmm. and yeah that's it I, I like- would say um, Anastasia Anakwe. I, I like Tainomi and Rita, but this show has a habit of screwing over older experienced queens. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, let's move on. No, no, sorry. Who was your bottom? Um, I guess Kiara didn't make much of an impact. Juice Box might be a little bit all over the place. And um Ilona maybe rub me up the wrong way. Maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick with her. Maybe she's trying out a character. But um, yeah, Th- those three, I wonder. You wonder? Mine will have to be 
Mm, I think maybe Jumbo and Kiara. I think they'll keep Jimbo around because she's interesting. She's got a different point of view. Hmm. I don't know. They got rid of um, uh, cool like ribs. <laughs> Tammy Brown. Tammy Brown. But look, Tammy Brown has her own legacy. There's no knocking Tammy. But Brown. the legacy wasn't praised on the show, which is why I'm saying maybe that's the kind of edit she could get. Alone is also not rubbing me the right way. But hey, let's have a look at the rest of this episode mm-hmm. and see where we stand by the end of it. Okay. All right, Dr. Tom, tell us what this week's maxi challenge is. The first maxi challenge for these queens on Canada's Next Top Model. <laughs> it's a fairly conventional uh, first episode challenge in the sense that they've got to create something, uh, a beautiful couture costume out of unconventional materials. So like drag on a dime? That kind of thing. Kind but of it's, thing. it's all Canada themed. So that I'm not going to list them all. Well, it's, but... it's kind of the equivalent to, what was it? There was one episode where the Queens had to, the, it was a, a bunch the, of luggage been a from, from like past this. Queens. And they had to... That was Brooke's season, actually. That was oh, season 11. She okay. got the detox box, remember? Yes. And she won. And that was the first episode. I think she won. So it's very she? much, yeah, very much the same that we and, have here. In season six, they had like Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, um, Downton Abbey. Do you remember? They had like TV themed ones. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also, there's a prize. <laughs> Somewhere in the UK, the Vivian is um, <laughs> smashing her head over, uh, I guess, a table. She's breaking dishes. She is pulling curtains because the winner for Canada's Next Drag Superstar gets $100 thousand dollars yeah slightly more substantial prize than the uk girls got oh gosh and also can i just give a big high five a a big shout out to um canada's producers or whoever the team is for the um the diversity that we see in the pit crew yeah we get some beautiful caramel and <laughs> am i allowed to say no i can't say that can i <laughs> Can I? I don't know what you're going to say. I can. Yeah, I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, they got a, a lovely, what I thought was an Asian and a beautiful black man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. That's yeah. representation. The cast are quite diverse as well, I think. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So, as you were saying, the Mexi challenge this week is that they have to do drag on a dime. Yeah. And they're all given very, very different themed boxes, isn't it? Chosen by Kine, who won the photo mini oh, challenge. Oh, yes. So there's a mini challenge where they had to do the best photo. So photo again, and the elements. Classic you know, first episode, let's take a photo of them in a bizarre situation yep. challenge. I've um, never been blown like that. Yeah. Who said that, Tom? <laughs> Juju P. Oh, God. I've never been blown like that. Um, was Kynes your favourite photo? My favourite photo was... To be honest, none of them are great. I like Jimbo's. She gave lots of personality. I liked her on set. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that didn't translate in the photo, though. Okay, okay, yeah. I Th- get you. That is such a um, American some model thing yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, you brought such a great energy to the set, but um, it's unfortunate that it didn't translate to the photo. <laughs> I, I went through your photo shoot, and I could only find this one good shot. As I was editing around mm. this photo, I really couldn't see much change in the face. <laughs> like, you hold a lot of tension. Like, you know, that's just very, very such time. But yes... Um, Okay, yeah, they could have chosen any, really. I didn't think Mm. anyone's a terrible. So they get boxes, um, you know, Canadian themes like Yukon Gold, Man of Green Gables, um, 
Glampede. Basically, they got a lot of these fancy, fancy names, but translated, there was a sports box, there was a golden box, there was a country box, there there was... Quebec Trois, there was a music box. It was it was very much as that were fancy names, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now, before we get into the runway and see what they've created, let's talk about what we're seeing with these girls, how they're interacting, how they're talking to each other, what the personalities are in the room. Now, the first mm. one I want to bring up is the Toe Spirit Queen, which is, is yeah. it Alola? Alola. Alona? So, this is so interesting because when, when Alola came in, she was rubbing us both up the wrong way. And then she seems a load softer and more likable in, in this situation. She's talking about the fact that she's Native American. I'm sorry, I didn't catch which tribe she is. Did you? No. She did say. Um, and um, she's two-spirit. And she gives a brief excla- explanation about what a two-spirit person is. And I found that so interesting. And it's something that we're not exposed to a lot in the UK. Um, so I'd love to hear her talk more about her experiences as a two-spirit person. Yes. Well, that's 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 not a very Western thing. I, I've mm. talked about this previously, haven't I, mm-hmm. about um, my culture, yeah. which is um, I'm Polynesian, so mm-hmm. I'm more, but uh, I'm New Zealand born and bred. But we have what we call the fa'afafine, yeah. which is very much the equivalent to what Elola was talking about, about being two-spirit. Mm-hmm. Um which is um, obviously she's neither man nor woman. She's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And in in my culture in Samoa, we have something called someone called the fa'afafine, yeah. which is a kind of unspoken and not well, it's a spoken, but it's kind of a another gender, third gender. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's another gender, mm. and it is basically a guy who's brought up womanly brought up as a female mm-hmm. um to fulfill a role in that family and the fa'afafine was as as well established as mm. a member of that gender and they they um they brought up not gay they brought up as a fa'afafine as a what we would call hair transgendered Whereas it's not more about the physical mm. as much, it's more about the role. Yeah. So they will occupy a woman's role. And when I say woman, they'll do the cooking and the cleaning. And the beauty of a fa'afafine is that because they were biologically male, mm. they were able, able to carry out more tasks, <laughs> um, more of the woman tasks of cleaning and, and all of that because they had the physical strength and biology of a man. So that was them, and they're they're also known to be very very flamboyant, mm-hmm. very very full of life. Yeah. So we um that yeah that's something that is already established in my culture the fafafine, and and also the same thing that she's saying there as a two spirit person. Now the um from what I remember the two spirit person is something that's amazing because you're both man and woman you feel both ways and you kind of have that advantage and you're kind of respected in that sense. And it wasn't until the white man. Mm. Um, came um, into these new countries, into these islands, into what I also feel was probably Native America, and saw this and, and caught it an abomination and created the hatred towards these um, two spirit beings. Mm. And and yeah, so it's very much a a Western. It was the Western hatred of these two spirits, the Western hatred of a man being a woman or, or vice versa that caused um, what I feel has caused a lot of dissent towards um, 
these this this, this their agenda. I, I, it just kind of highlights, as you're saying, like how ridiculous transphobia is because there are so many um, representations of, of people who don't occupy the conventional Western narrow gender spectrum in all different kinds of cultures around the world, Native America, Polynesia, um, Indian culture as well. And it's just ridiculous that, um, yeah, as you say, uh, narrow-minded Western conservative values are forced upon people and create this notion of transphobia when it's of course something to be celebrated and mm. respected well, we also see that there are two other queens who are very who are sober mm. and that was Alona and was it who was the other one Boa Boa so it was, it was Boa and Alona mm-hmm. was it those two no no um, Boa, Boa and, and Juicebox Boa and Juicebox mm-hmm. are, are sober they're talking about how people will go to the shows to see their how, how stupid or how silly they become with the influence of alcohol mm-hmm. and how actually becoming sober has actually affected the audience, the, mm-hmm. the numbers of people that come to their shows. We also see that Kind's coming across as a very overconfident queen. Yeah, she's dropping up the wrong and way. And she's rubbing people she? up the wrong way. We're seeing who's the daddy, who's the daddy type. <laughs> they seem to like Jimbo as, Jimbo as a daddy. Jimbo as the daddy type. And I think, yeah, these are the kind of personalities that I'm seeing come up. These are the kind of queens and who stood up in that workroom. Lemon's talking about how hard she's worked to get to her position. Very in, much so. In a prestigious um, school in New York. Yeah, so, so she attended um, the Ailey School, in, which is in New York, which is um, very, very up there in terms of a very, very well-known, prestigious um, school, for, uh, performing arts school, dance school. It's up there with, what's that other one? Um, it's, it's not going to come up to me. I don't know. And but, it was in um, Juilliard. It's up yeah, there, Juilliard. So that's a very, very good school. I'm actually expecting a lot. I'm hoping that they put her in the um, in a either in a lip sync or there's a performance challenge where we can see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good thing, a good thing that I like about this is that also we have a trained dancer yeah. as a judge. So I I'm very very happy finally because there has there's no judges on America's sorry on on um, America's no on America's on <laughs> what was it RuPaul's Drag Race. Race there has been a technically trained dancer they're just celebrities and there's no one there that's really had that I mean Todrick is there but Todrick's not a trained dancer he's just a good dancer and mm-hmm. a good singer he's not trained technically whereas Brooklyn Heights is a trained yeah, a queen she can she can tell if you're if your positions are right, she can tell if your if your legs are sickling. She can tell if your your jitta is wrong. She can she can she can analyze this. So if mm-hmm. you're gonna if you're gonna come to the table and say I'm a dancer, she's gonna put on her dancing cap and she's gonna be like wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, wrong, mm-hmm. bad, bad. And I'm happy. I'm happy. I hope that she does call that out. She really should. Yeah. Anyone else standing up to you in the workroom before we go into the final part? That's about it, really, isn't it? We've we've um, covered most of the main chit chat. Yeah. What are you thinking so far about the show? Um, early days, I guess. It's, it, I really liked in season twelve of Drag Race how they split the opening, so you got to know the characters better over two consecutive episodes. And I wish they would do that as standard. To be honest, to be honest, it's, a lot of people get lost in the shuffle. You're very, very true because we, they're only able to pick up um, so many queens in their stories, and everyone else does get lost, lost in the shuffle. Like over mm. here, I can only remember a handful of queens because it's too much for them to condense. And mm. so people are going to get lost, and the people are with the big personalities are going to be the ones rising to the top. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So let's look into the main runway. Then the main runway, they got the Kenneth Costume Couture Challenge, and all the queens yeah. are going to come through and show us what they've made. Let's have a look. Lovely. All right, let's get into it. Category mm. is Canada Couture themed, whatever was uh, allocated from Kine. Yeah. Eleganza, they're calling it. Eleganza Extravaganza. Eh. Yeah. First queen to come up is Anastasia Anikwe. What are your th- stop it, Tom? Now she's got Canada gay. What are your thoughts? Um, she's coming out kind of. I say this quite frequently. She's kind of like got a bit of a super heroine quality to her. She's kind of like Captain America, but Captain Canada, except slightly like she's wearing a sleeping bag. So she's kind of like a homeless Captain Canada. Canada. Yep. Um, overall, I think it's cute. I think it's fun. It's shiny and it's very drag. I will say her hair's not big enough. That hair is flat. Okay, so it's maybe that's the look she's going for, Tom. Proportionizing. No, it's too flat. I thought she looked a bit like a slim, silky ganache on the face and only on the face. But I thought that she did a very good job. Now, we have to remember while we're critiquing that these girls made these costumes from materials they didn't choose. It is drag on a dime, Tom. Okay, thank you for drag. reminding me of what thank the you. challenge Thank you, Tom. So they're all being measured by the same yardstick. And for me, she falls somewhere in the middle of the The same yardstick. yardstick. <laughs> she, was, I, uh, she was good. She was good, uh, but okay. somewhere in the middle of the park. All right. I I, um, I thought that, first of all, I want to say that she had the meatiest tuck ever. I could literally see her dick print. Oh, my goodness. Serious. Are we going to bleep that? No. That's disgusting. You are, Tom. <laughs> I thought that everything was a perfection mm. from the neck down. It was pure perfection. The way that she had sewed and glued everything, I thought it was really, really well done I think and well put together. I would, I could tell without being given the theme that she's representing Canada. Yeah, which was which was the theme that she was given, covered in maple leaves. Yes, Tom. Thank um, you. I think the hair is supposed to replicate the shape of the cape. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's maple leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bolo, you better stop. You can, you can reuse that one. I shouldn't. I should. Next up, we have Miss Kiara. So Kiara really impressed me. Um, this is one of the, my favourites. Actually, I thought it was very chic. Yes. Um, she's Mad Hatter meets Scarecrow. A little bit like Naomi Cam- uh, Naomi Campbell, Naomi Smalls in the um, makeover challenge with the Little Women in season eight. It's quite reminiscent of that. But very, very good, this. I love yes. her rainbow dreads. Very like a rainbow black goth character. Now, I don't know if mm. you've seen the Covenant of America's Horror Story, mm. but in one of them, there's a black magic guy, voodoo guy. Yeah. And he, she's very, very reminiscent of that black magic voodoo yeah. with the eyes and the, the braids. Part. But the braids are very, very yeah. multicolored. And the straws, I, I think this was very, very well executed. Kiara surprised me she with really, this one. really surprised me. This is one of my favorites. Well done, Kiara. Next up, we have Lemon. Now, this was another one of my favorites. What? Um, it? Yeah, so I'm a bit. Really, I'm a bit of a sucker for this Grimes esque kind of anime um, take on things. I like she. She's basically like a Sailor Moon as a as a hockey player. Except I, I'm getting a little bit fed up with the PP yellow wigs. I don't like that color okay. of wig. First of all, don't ever do Sailor Moon dirty like that by making that comparison. It's ugly. Lemon. That I didn't like that look at all. I thought that it was tickety tech tri- 
Ooh, I almost said it. You nearly said it. You nearly. I thought it was tickety tack tacky. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was ugly. I thought it was no. I thought it was very, very. Like the thing is, a similar look has already been done, and and like everything else, if you're gonna do a similar silhouette to look, you have to always one up it. Now, when I saw this, I saw it done right already from Aja. And also Dahlia Sin in her promo look. And Dahlia Sin. is very House of Asia. And then you come but up with this, and it's just a no. They're inspired by um, people like Grimes and Brooke Candy, who do this very anime-inspired thing anyway. Um, I, I like it. It's one of my favorites, actually. I thought really? Was, I thought it was bright, it was fun, it was colorful. She had a character. Tom. We're going to lose credibility if you keep saying things like this. Well, we'll see how this pans out, shall we? Let's go with Alona. No, I didn't get this. Well, maybe it's because we don't get what must go grrr means. Um, yeah, I could do with that education in that regard. Now, I don't know what I feel about the orange and grey grey it's just it's a no that that color combination is a no i, I love that wig but everything else is a is a big no no for me but, first of all also i've said this before i do not like i love i love tattoos i've got three tattoos on me i love mm-hmm. tattoos but if you're going to um use your board your board your body your gosh, look body at that. use your board if you're going to use your body as a canvas to communicate a look Get rid of those personal elements like the tattoos mm-hmm. so that we can fully fall in love and appreciate what you're trying to uh, paint, what you're trying to um, show us. Yeah. Because all I see is a costume on someone with the tattoos. And it also takes me out of the illusion. I don't like seeing the tattoos unless they're put on there deliberately. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Tom? I get what you mean. It, it's it, it, the look. Yeah. It just looks dirty and it looks messy. Yeah. She's also, who was that queen from Dragon? Who um who does the eyes the way that um this queen has done it? Uh, Dahlia Black. Dahlia Black also paints on a lower double eye, eye, and it's obviously create a bigger eye from afar. I really I I know that you're not a big fan of it. I think it works for this look. I don't know if that's how she's going to be doing her drag moving forward. Anyway, I don't like this look at all. Not my favorite. Don't like the color combination. Don't get what's going on. Yeah, it just looks. It it just looks like. mm, now, Kine was a little bit disappointing. It was messier than I thought it was going to be. So she's got this Donna Summer-inspired kind of gold lame jumpsuit look where she seems to have glued a load of Ferrero Rocher to the bell-bottoms. Um, you pointed out that for a wig stylist, it was kind of thirsty. That that wig is... And ugh. messy. It's, yeah, I'm like... Donna Summer would not be wearing that weave. I don't think she should be ruined. I think she needs to subscribe to her own channel. Yeah. If she's a wig styler, because that was, that was, that wig was not done right. The look was cheaper and messier than I expected, given all her boasting, unfortunately. Well, take away the boasting. It's still one of the better looks. It mm. just was ill-fitting. Let's be honest. It wasn't fitted right. It was quite like loosey-goosey on her. And that wig, yeah. that hairline was so sharp. You could cut it. Yeah, I could cut. I could prick my finger, fall asleep for 100 years <laughs> on that wig line. It was a no-no. Um, and that whiff, I, that whiff was so thirsty. For, from what you're saying, she doesn't sound like she's one of the better looks. But I'm, I'm just I'm just putting out what I think tell is me wrong. Some, tell me what, something you like about it. Well, you know what? To come straight after that grey monstrosity with a bit of leaf on Alona, it was it was it was a big it was a big yes. Anyway, moving on. The next queen that we have coming up is Scarlet Bobo. So this was Jeffrey Star goes to the rodeo and becomes a rodeo clown. 
Um, it's Scarlet it's Hobo. That look is a no-no. Scarlet no-no? The, the look is a little bit hodgepodge, but it's fun and it's colourful. Um, the trousers are very like, remembering Will and Grace when um, Grace had that car print skirt. <laughs> Got skirt? Got skirt. <laughs> Got trousers. Yeah, I'm like looking at that and, and I, not- I, I think it's, you're right, you hit it on the head. It is very hodgepodge. And unfortunately, it's not the first cow print look we've seen this episode no. and it's not the best cow print look we've seen this episode. It's, <laughs> A it, Boa's it's entrance just- look was better because it was more high concept, but... There we go. Um, I don't like it at she, all. She brought a fun character to the stage. Is she wearing the same wig? Or it's the wig with a different colour, isn't it, from the entrance look? Uh, it's it's A lot of these girls love bright coloured wigs, trend alert, bright coloured wigs. So I really like Jimbo's look. She comes in as um, sort of rainbow bright, grows up and opens a whorehouse in Texas. Oh. You know? Um, I love this. The the wig is big with lots of volume. There's lots of colours. It's it's kind of simultaneously flirty and sexy, but like these crayon box colours, and I like that contrast. Very very Mardi Gras. Yeah. Very very well done. I think this is fantastic. I love it, and it's such a contrast to her entrance look with monochrome. Exactly. This is glorious Technicolor. Exactly. Very very black and white on the entrance, one and now this faves. one we're seeing the complete opposite mm. the complete opposite it's, it's like they went from goth to mardi gras I, this looks like she's really worked hard to create this garment it looks like a lot has gone into it. and it's a lot but it's perfect as well and i'm also seeing a continuation of the kooky yeah that we love and and it sounds at the moment that it's quite their personality it's not forced she, at yeah. this moment jimbo i'm i'm really starting to to really like she, she very much occupied a different character as well so she came in with the sort of kooky um kind of like a silent Ooh. black and white cartoon character yeah. and this was quite sultry and she had that may west sort of walk because she came down and um, it's very good very good now let's talk about time Naomi banks who had lumber jones <sighs> now this di- disappointed me because she just swamped her gorgeous figure so i can tell that she's got a kind of like boyfriend plaid shirt dress underneath um, but she's drowned herself in this denim cape and she also has this big string of what are they socks that have been stuffed it's like where's her figure she's drowning in it it's ugly um, Tino that's it yeah I'm, just, I'm, Tino Tino <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate I'm gonna, your name is Tino she didn't you know, Tino she, she better don't but she did would have been so much better if she just took off the cape and made it a reveal because she's clearly got a great figure and she's gorgeous oh, Tino no that is that's really really ugly you didn't need that wrap around at all no you did not need it it's Do actually you know really really ugly remember Mimi and first um, Virgin Mary look She's wrapped a sheet around herself. Like that's it. Mm. It's too much. It's 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 Uma. like you know. There's that. What's that? Is it Chanel? Like before you leave the house, take one thing off. She should have took the whole thing. She should have taken off those damn socks on the side. She should have taken off that damn. What's the yellow thing as well? Thing. Exactly. She's taken off that yellow thing. It was. It's a bit too much. Too much. Too much muchness. I think actually, if she removed that underneath, there's a fairly chic, um, like boyfriend's plaid shirt dress that she's created. But still. So Boa comes out looking like Poison Ivy's country cousin who is obsessed with potatoes. <laughs> I just thought this was the tackiest thing ever. She First made of me all, laugh, though. She, it, it was that 
that weave is very much reminds me of Mimi I first and that star and that um aliens starship challenge thingy with that that wig and that crown. Yeah. Um I just think that the costume is again very, very She's got she's got Ooh. shades of divine, you know. She's got a divine thing going on where she's trashy, tacky, but she walks with such confidence and brings humor and she kind of creates a character. So I mean, one of the highest compliments that can anybody a drag queen can be paid, I think, is to be compared to Divine. And she's she's got something about her, I think, Boa. She's clearly not a seamstress. And it was a tacky monstrosity, but she made me laugh and I enjoyed what I was seeing. She has character. Yeah. She's got character. She's got personality. So mm. I think that's going to get her beyond this point. But yeah. it was not my favorite. Mm. Also... Just a side note, I am not a fashionista at all, but I have eyes. <laughs> We've used that before. Okay, we? I have eyes. And so I am allowed to have these opinions, whether they be wrong or right. I'd say listen mostly to Tom's when it comes to the fashion. <laughs> we both have fashion. I mean, it's fashion, but it's a fashion. But is it a fashion headache? It's fashion. It's a fashion it's headache. It's fashion Anyway, let's go to Juice Box. Speaking juice Box um, is, okay, this is a no. This is tickety tack. This is just uh no this it is, is a no from here to t- no this is a third rate gaga impersonator circa 2008 it's, it's literally first time in drag it's really um poorly made poorly conceived and poorly executed it was it was I, I think this is worthy of being in the bottom i do too and she didn't really bring much character her, her mug was kind of pretty the hair did not even look that well done the blunt bang was not working um, and it was it was a couple of strips of fabric. It was very Derek Barry esque. Something that Derek Why Barry would have created. They have in just made eight. like a microphone yeah. to really portray that her theme was music, and so we could have just thought it was a techy pop star. Do you know what she could have amped it up? She could have saved it with something else. But there was there was no no thought really put into that outfit, which Agreed. is quite sad. You know what? At the at the pure essence of drag, and this was um this was uh, said also by Raja, drag being a drag queen and, and one of the pure essences of being a drag queen is making something out of nothing, mm-hmm. and that's one of the biggest roots of drag. And she and she said it lately in one of Jay's chats when they're talking about fashion. Um, I also think that she said this in the pit stop. She said one of the best things is that um, season three was one of the one of the last seasons who did who had to make all of their costumes. Yes, in the and, balls. and she said, and the reason yeah. that was so amazing is because that's what drag is. You make things. That's what that's what you do. And I think I think it's moved away so much from that. We're now we're so reliant on designers. Mm-hmm. We're so reliant on other people creating that look for you. That that look's not really your own anymore. Yeah, it's not really your own anymore. Like, I mean, yeah, of course you can give them ideas, but at the end of the day, someone else is creating and making something of your vision. And I, I just. I just feel like drag on a dime is one of the best ways of kind of sifting out who the queens, who who are the real drag queens who come from that era of, you know, of, of that raw drag and those who have fallen into the hype of being a drag queen and looking for other people to make them gorgeous. But that's just my own opinion. Yeah, it, it's one of the skills and skills of a drag queen that's very important. Yeah, that, that's what I think, and I think that mm. this—it's—I'm it's, quite disappointed when it comes to these things, and we don't see the queens have their own aesthetic, because. Mm-hmm. 
the aesthetic is a big part of who you are mm. as a drag queen and your drag persona. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, for, for me, it really it really just shows it. Anyway, let's move on. Who's the next week? We've got Miss Priyanka. So, I mean, I, I get what she's going for. It's kind of like nautical kind of crustacean theme. It's just a bit messy and I'm not a big fan of it. It's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have I said ugly? Several. It's, it's well. Let's be honest, and don't come out here and try to say that it's a Bollywood something. Don't don't There's don't you dare don't you on. dare put Bollywood down like that. <laughs> I watch Bollywood.com. Period. Brought up with Bollywood. What well, was very very big in New Zealand, and also I was raised by Indians. Yes. Okay. So I know what Bollywood is, and don't you ever put down there. That is not Bollywood. It's it's just there's too many textures, too many layers. They're all like clashing a bit, and it just looks a bit messy and scrappy. It's, yeah. I mean, come on, you got nautical, you're a drag queen. Why didn't you do a mermaid? Mm. Why, why did it do something, you know, like, like just something more than, than this, this tech? Hmm. I don't like, and that weave looks very. It's, it's styled thirsty, so bad. Yeah. It's like it's it's supposed to be curls, but she didn't finish doing. You know when you I don't know if you've done. Have you ever had a curling iron? And what you have to do with the curling iron is you have to get the the from the tip of the bottom of the hair and curl it so that the curls go from the head, the tip of the head, all the way down to the bottom. Now the curls are stopped three quarters of the way down. She didn't finish the styling, or she didn't hairspray. She didn't hairspray it right after she curled it because the curls have come out there's kind of like semi why do i know this there's kind of (laughs) there's kind of like half done semi curled waves are kind of trendy as is an asymmetric bob it's just badly executed very much so very much so now next up we have a um who's this rita bagger should have kept the coat on because it was far more interesting than what was underneath their coat was high fashion with the elizabethan ruff and the furs it was great i wish it had hit the floor it would have been better um, but she should have kept it on because the dress underneath was horrible and cheap. It was just a piece of blue lame. With a um, bit of like um, white frosting on the yeah. top to make it look cold. Having said that, she brought a lot of character. I love the kind of uh, foie theme, as it were. She's eating those curds. Um, overall, just keep the coat on it. If she kept the coat on, it would have been better. Like she didn't need to like take it off. She could have just mm. opened it and showed that underneath this amazing coat, she had this semi-glamour, knee-high knee, knee kind of It's a bit reminiscent of, um, of Alexis Michelle, who also should have kept the coat on in that fur challenge. She had okay. that horrible cheap dress on his knee. Yes. So what, 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 what do you think? Who was your favorite looks? Give me your... My top three. Your top three and are, your bottom three. My top three are Kiara, Lemon, and Jimbo. Yep. My favorite... My top three is Jimbo, um, Scarecrow Queen, mm-hmm. um, whoever that was. Kiara. And my third is, if I had to choose a third, it would be Rita Baker. But to be honest, I'm happy with just giving two tops, okay. which was Scarecrow Girl, which was Kiara and Jimbo. Now, my bottom is the music one. Who's the music girl? Juicebox. Juicebox is yeah. definitely in the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. Also in the bottom, who was the um, Okurr with the grey? 
Yeah, Alona. Bo, Alona, Alona yeah. definitely in the bottom for me. And I also want to... Th- there's so many I want to throw under. I want to throw Priyanka under. I want to throw Juicebox under. I want to throw Boa under. I want to throw Tainomi no, Banks Boa under. Boa brought too much character. She at least made me laugh. Tainomi, I kind of want to chuck her to teach her a lesson and to scare her into doing better next week. I also want to throw Lemon in the bottom. And I also want to throw Kyan in the bottom. No. And I also want to... I think Lemon's going to be top. I honestly do. And I also want to throw Scarlet Hobo in the bottom. Everyone, these girls did not kill it. And this is quite disappointing. No, sorry. Anastasia needs to be at the top as well. Anastasia, okay. Kiara and um juice in uh, jumbo those are the top three everyone else is in the bottom for me the only <laughs> safe person is rita beggar but like this was this was quite this was nah, quite i see a disappointing. couple of safes I, I see a couple of girls who are just going to occupy a safe position like like rita you I- can tell from this lineup which of these girls has money and which of these girls are raw drag queens who make their costumes, who mm. really fight for it? And the ones who do that are the ones who are doing well in here. Everyone else has a designer. I'd actually like to give Kine a bit of a scare and put her in the bottom because um, what she produced is far worse than what she promised. I just can't believe she's a wig styler with that whiff. That whiff. It's it's unperwhiffable. Somebody needs to pull her weave. Someone needs to water her weave. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's see what the queens Somebody say. Somebody offer that weave a drink. Yeah. Let's see what the queens, let's see what the judges say, and then we'll see who the bottoms are, yeah? Mm. And then we'll finish this off, and that's our first episode for Canada. Let's go. All right, let's finish it off. The top this week. The tops and the bottoms. The tops were... Jimbo, Boa, and Rita. And the winner was... Uh, it was Rita. Congratulations. And the bottoms were? Bottoms were Lemon, Kine, and Jukebox. And the bottom two were? Um, Lemon and Juicebox. Now, before we get into the lip sync, I want to talk, to talk about the queens. They kind of displayed a bit of personality. Kine It's yeah. coming off as a real snobby... B-I-T-C-H. I think Kain expected to do a lot better than she did in this challenge. I think she's come in there with the perception that she's multi-talented and will bring it to the competition. But um, she came across as defensive um, on stage and that's never a cute look, unfortunately. And it's, it's because that she is a social media queen, mm. isn't it? It's because what they, she's used to, like, she's used to... Um, being the center of attention and just receiving a lot of lot of praise. Although let's be honest, sometimes social media goes the other way and you get a lot of um hate. But uh, I mean a lot of bullying. Know, people just you know, they have the ability to delete negative comments. Exactly. They, so. they they, they kind of create creates a bubble. They, yeah, they create the bubble. And I think that she's lived in the bubble and she's getting these critiques from these judges and she's just not taking it. She's really she's coming off quite snobbish. And mm. I also tell you another thing. The reason another reason why these queens are probably feeling that they're able to like kiki with the judges because none of the judges up there are anything huge do you know what i mean like they would not have that with they will not do that to michelle visage they will not do that to rupaul they wouldn't talk back that way because they know that they can't there's mm. they're they they dem, they have the reputation they have that respect and they're very very well known whereas let's be honest brooklyn heights is just another queen and probably a queen that they've seen um perform in the same clubs maybe some of these girls have been around longer than brooklyn maybe these queens have worked with her or, or worked in a, in a in a better capacity so there's i think a, they just feel like they're just talking to another girl so and, definitely have been around longer and i i I can imagine them turning around and saying,
saying, well, what makes you so high exactly. and mighty, Brooklyn Well, there Heights. it is. So there's not that respect there for the judges because of that. Like, but if it was RuPaul, kind wouldn't, she would not even dare. No. And I think, I think these judges don't deserve, they, they're not at the moment demanding that respect. It's probably like they're all being in their own ways Chanel's. Like when <laughs> Chanel first started, this is the first season, no one knew any of them. RuPaul was a big drag queen, but so yeah. was she. So she's going in there and she's being like, I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do 57 character illusions. <laughs> uh, I do this, this and this. And they're just, you know, there's, that dynamic is just very, very different. Kinds, um energy continued backstage as well when she was kind of i think she was kind of doing it in like a mock let's just call it what it is outrage kind of way but she was being really mean to boa and like being really reductive and like the judges saw in boa what we saw like not the most polished person on stage what you saw she brought so much character and personality that um she she put on a great little performance which i really enjoyed yeah um so that she was kind of she was belittling her and she was she was minimizing well she said that we live in a world where bo was better than her and i thought that was kind of um mean and you can tell that she was saying it in like a funny kind of way but like many a true words are spoken in jest and she was annoying some of the other girls like tainomi was sticking up for for boa so was anastasia yeah yeah. anyway so let's talk about the lip sync the final the lip sync was between um lemon and, and juice box and it was to a, a lovely song Kyle Ray Jepsen I really really like you um, there's first of all I wanted to say lemon you need to get a refund but then she doesn't need a refund because she was on full scholarship which <laughs> makes me wonder how she got a full scholarship but then let's be honest going to learning technical dance is very very different to doing this kind of performance Do you know yeah. what I mean this is more camp this is more campy acting it's not a chance for you to show every like when you're doing a dance everything is technique and and yeah that's kind of the crux of what you're doing it's are your turnouts right is your feet right are you pointing correctly it's all of that's very very different so i think a lot of the times when we see a dancer go on stage unless the dance that she was given is what she was trained in she's not going to give you what she's known for or what she's yeah. trained to do but what she's but what she should be able to do is give a good performance and know when to use certain things i personally feel that juice box won this lip sync i thought juice box brought more consistent pop princess energy yes, and i definitely. enjoyed her, like her hair flips and her spins and she was she was like a little christina aguilera britney spears type of character she was the winner like hands down mm. and now i'm looking at all those judges and they've lost a bit of my respect because the only thing that lemon did that was what I think they loved was that she did two jump splits. Okay, gimmicky. all right, cool. Really, you're falling for those gimmicky things? Like, really, Brooklyn Heights? Really? It just makes me question their taste and performance because the obvious winner was Juicebox, hands down. Do you notice um, the other judges seem to hand Brooklyn pink cards? Yeah. So it's some sort of voting system, I think. Mm. Well, it seems, it seems to be that way because none of them are RuPaul where they get to make the final decisions. But yes, I think Juice Box won the slip sync. I think they're keeping Lemon around because hopefully they're thinking that she's going to pull out of the park with her... Um, her dance technique coming mm. in, kicking. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's what I think. Juicebox is very sweet and gracious and um, funny when she laughed as well. She said um, F you or F off to all of them. They bleeped it. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, she seems like a fun, fun queen, and I wish her all the best. Yeah, mm. and we've said this before, but like when I think of a drag queen, and you, to all our, our regular listeners, you'll know what we think what a drag queen is: someone who's got to steal armor, someone mm. that you can't penetrate, someone that you really can't hurt because there are um, these, these these strong beasts of queens who are sharp tongue, really to cuss you well, mm. and they're just this the steel armor. You you can't hurt them. So whenever I see a queen who was as fragile as Juicebox was, who had a panic attack on okay, stage yeah, because yeah. of that, I just, I like, I don't know what you thought, but when I saw her having a panic attack, I was just like looking at her going, are you really? You're, ser- are you serious? Come on. Come on, honey. You'd expect a seasoned performer to be able to take a bit of crazy, but it's, 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 a, it's a very parallel universe, pressure cooker type of environment. I think, I don't think any of us can truly empathize with what it feels like to be critiqued on the stage of RuPaul's Drag Race unless we've actually been there. Still, no. Still, my answer is no. Like, you shouldn't show that kind of, that's not vulnerable. That's weak. That's just oh. borderline semi. I don't, I'm not going to say the word. I just, I just, I just want to see a a strong super queen okay. there. And when you see someone um, succumb to the to feedback in, in that manner, I just it doesn't stand out to me as as a winner. Mm. It doesn't stand out to me as someone who can handle not only the pressure of the competition, but handle what, what it takes to be a drag queen. Well, you got your wish. Like, like she's if gone you're, now. If, like, how does she react to hecklers on a stage when she's hosting a gig? How, how does she... Can she can she give it as good as she takes it? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't even take it that well. Like if she was to be heckled, I would expect. Oh. Like we've seen so many. Like for example, Bianca. When if you try to come for Bianca at a at a at a stage at a show, there are so many YouTube clips you need to check out where she just goes off on them. Not even goes off, but just humiliates them and makes them wish they never spoke up. Other queens do the same thing. Like they're there to put you in your place. Like that, that's how you. That's how they handle them. That's that's the kind of barrier that they have but to see someone just to crumble like that and that and i feel she deserved to go home just for that well she's you know she's probably got a little bit of work to do on herself and you know maybe that's a clear as to why she used to, to drink or take drugs so heavily and had to go sober because she had to mask and medicate a lot of anxiety i don't mm. know well anyway um, in saying that she did win that lip sync <laughs> so i do yeah. love her i do love her i just didn't like that moment but like she hands down won that lip sync and i do want to give her props for that Yep. All right. That was episode one of Canada's Next Drag Superstar Competition of the Year Award. <laughs> Top model. Yeah. I, I, I'm I curious to see how it goes on. I'm curious to see what happens with Kine going forward. I want to see the dynamic with the other queens now because mm. the competition starts when people start leaving and you start seeing who the top of the crop is, who, who, who your main competition is supposed to be and who you feel better than. So now that they have established an order, now we get to see how they're going to react to each other yeah? yeah and everyone knows that kind try to give it to the judges i wonder what they're going to say to her but she needs mm. to have some of their humble pie she may develop a bit of humility often girls do after a shaky start like that yeah um, i'm sorry that wig of anastasia's is horrible now that i've seen it even closer <laughs> anyway um look i'm i hope you guys are happy that we've started this because we're doing this just for you canada um but i'm actually really really excited to see what these girls bring for the rest of the season so yeah all right thank you very much for listening to spilling the gnt podcast you're here with bolo and Dr. Tom. we'll see you guys next time lots of love guys see you soon <laughs> see you guys later bye bye